0: Well, good morning to you. Glad that you're here. Well, I say good morning to you. I don't know exactly if it's morning for you or not, but it's good It's morning to me. In fact, it's a little after 8 on Monday morning, uh, August the 3rd. Man, this year is flying by, thankfully. <laughs> I know many of us will be glad when when 2020 is in the rearview mirror. Every day seems to be something new, something just, oh, are you're kidding me? A lot of people think things will change after the election one way or the other. I don't know that that's true, I don't have to correct, I know a lot of things have been political when they shouldn't be, but that's not why you're here today, and that's not what I want to talk about. If you have your copy of God's Word, turn with me to the book of Hebrews, chapter 1. Hebrews, chapter 1. Hebrews is a wonderful book, there's so many great things in the book of Hebrews, but we're going to look at one verse in the first chapter, and and then just talk for a little while, maybe not maybe not as long as we do other days, who knows, i never... Yeah, I never know. But we're going to talk a little bit about a God who still speaks. And um, Hebrews 1, 1 uh, through verse 4. A God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past uh, to the fathers by the prophets, has in his last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the world, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by the word of his power, When he had by himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become so much better than the angels as he has by inheritance obtained a more excellent name uh, than they. There are some wonderful truths there, lots of things we could talk about, uh, but I want to talk to you today, as I said, about a God who still speaks. The writer of the book of Hebrews, whoever he or she may have been, there are lots of theories and uh lots of beliefs about that. I don't know. You know, God knows and he didn't tell us. And I tell you the truth, I don't spend a lot of time trying to figure out when God tells us something, I just take it and go from there. Uh, Deuteronomy 29, 29 has always been a verse I've looked to, uh, where the secret things belong to the Lord our God, revealed things belong to us. And for whatever reason, uh the author the, the authorship of the book of Hebrews is not something that he decided to reveal to us. I don't know why, I can't say. But I do know this, whoever wrote it, wrote it by God's direction and God's instruction and, and with God's good pleasure. And so he or she wrote it and give it to us and we have it and he begins or she begins and I'm, you know what, I'm going to quit he and she and just say they begin right there because I really don't know. And and for those who are, uh, yes, there are those who think Priscilla wrote it. And I'm just going to say that in case you're uh, wondering who she might be, but anyway, Whoever wrote it, wrote it under God's direction. It was more important that God be seen, God be heard, God be known, and the truth be told than uh, the authorship. Sometimes in the body of Christ, we take too much time bragging on ourselves or bragging on others when we need to take a lot more time just lifting up the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that is what the writer of the book of Hebrews has done here. God still speaks. That That is the beginning point of this book. And and he has spoken so many ways and so many times. And listen, I, I sit down this morning and just begin to thought, think about the times that God has spoken to me, the things he's spoken to me through, uh, spoken to me through. And I've realized that I cannot uh, name all the ways that God has spoken. Now, in my experience, as I share in yours, as we live on this side of the cross, every time that God has spoken to me, <clears throat> Jesus has been in the center of it. The Lord, is, you know, Lord has given word or direction, but it has never been a time where where it has been absence of a reminder of the presence in the person of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I think that is consistent with what the writer is saying here. God has in these last days spoken to us through his Son, who made heir of all things and gave all authority. And all these things that the, the writer of the book of Hebrews says, so I will tell you, and uh, I am not going to copy, steal from, or even quote uh uh, Henry Blackaby, who wrote Experience of God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God, great study some years ago. But he, he wants to give examples in his work of times where God speaks or places where God speaks or are times, instances, examples of where the voice of God can be heard, however you want to say it. And so I'm not going to do that, but I do know this. There are lots of situations, there are lots of circumstances Uh, There are lots of times that God speaks, and the writer of the book of Hebrews understands that, and and they're sharing that with us and reminding us. Now, they also remind us that today God speaks through His Son, and so when we hear the voice of God, and I do hope uh, that you hear the voice of God, I hope that you understand, that you know that it is Jesus that you're hearing, and it's Jesus who's talking, and I hope that you compare whatever you think you hear to what jesus would say yes satan and he is he's still alive unfortunately and he's still active unfortunately mimics or counterfeits or voice and 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 fools people from time to time don't let him fool you if we're going to hear god's voice speak to us and there's some things we need to do and that's really what i want to talk to you uh the rest of this morning about listen if i haven't told you already i'm glad you're here thank you for listening as I uh, plugged into Anchor uh, today, that's where I do the podcast, I record it there. I noticed that I had a, 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 a number of, of listeners on the last podcast. Thank you for that. Keep sharing the word. Thank you so much. Uh, I hope that you do that. I hope that you enjoy these podcasts. Let us know uh, what you think, how you feel about them. Uh, share them with others if you like them. <laughs> Let us know, but don't tell anybody else if you don't like them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people, people say, "Brother Diddy, you, you should laugh and you should do this." Look, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know that I don't do what others say. I, I, I do is, I, I, I am who I am. I am. <laughs> that's what I'm going to be, and and I'm not making money off this. I'm trying to give you something for the, from the Lord, and so uh, I can't, I can't hamstring myself, so to speak. So I will be in these broadcasts, these podcasts, and, and even the live videos we do for DK Ministries and certainly the sermons that we, we broadcast. I will be who I am because that's who God made me to be. And so I want to talk to you, having said that, about listening to God. And I can tell you this, the times that God has spoken to me, and there have been many times where I know I've heard from the Lord. In fact, I'll say this, and every preacher should be able to say this. I don't know a single sermon I've ever preached where I haven't heard the voice of God. I don't. Now I do know this, I have prepared a lot of words and a lot of messages I never got to preach because when I got to the pulpit or got up Sunday morning or whenever it was shortly before I preached, it became clear that I had the words of men, mostly myself, and not the message of God. And I have seen in my in my preaching ministry, God change a message on a Sunday morning. <laughs> Yeah, I've had God change the message on the platform. always felt so sorry for the people of Spring Creek who had to listen to me uh, for so long uh, because there were a lot of mornings I would get up and get ready to preach. And, well, the message I thought I prepared would not be the message that I would get to deliver. And sometimes, in between, we had two services when I was there for a long, long time. And uh, a lot of times, there'd be two different messages on Sunday morning. We had eight forty five, eleven o'clock service, and... And God would change the message. And and Kathy would say, why would you change the message? And I did, well, I did, not God did. And I just, I found it when God isn't in it, you can't do it. And so uh, I've heard God speak. Well, there's some secrets that, I don't know if the word secret is a good word, actually. There's some things that I have found that helps us hear the voice of God. And I want to say it that way rather than secret. You have to discover them. You have to fall upon them. People can tell you all day long uh, how to do it, but it's like prayer. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people want to know how to pray. Well, by praying, you learn how to pray. Well, by, by preaching, you learn how to preach and how to hear the voice of God by teaching it's the same thing. And so there's some things I just want to share with you about, about hearing the voice of God. Number one, listen for his voice. Um, there is, there is many of us have childhood examples where we lived in places where our parents would step out the front door and in college to come home. We lived in Jackson, Mississippi for a time, and there was in Jackson, Mississippi where we lived a big canal that I suppose it, it was a drainage canal. I know that it was. That would have water when it rained, but I never remember that canal having water in it. I always remember it being dry and us playing in it. And when it got time for me to come home, uh, one of my parents would step out a little old bitty porch. A lot of those houses, I think, were built after to World War Two. And they'd step this little stoop, almost like they talk about in New Orleans, and they'd call my name, and I'd hear it. And there'd be other children who'd be called, and I would hear the, the, those parents. But there was something about my dad or my mom's voice that I would hear. Yeah, I'm trying very hard to say that I'd hear. I don't, I don't, I don't say it, I always listened. But when it comes to God, we need to listen for His voice. We need to listen to what He says. Listen to what He means. We need to listen. His voice. If I was to ask you this morning, have you listened to God? I was watching a video this morning. In fact, I was watching a video of my son Caleb as he preached sermon yesterday in his church. And uh, just listening to see what he had to say. Good things on Psalm 121. But the man who led music uh, said that he'd been up before the sun sitting on his porch watching the animals in the persimmon trees. And I couldn't help but to think so many people. Well, I get up in the morning I hear the voice of God out on my porch, drinking my coffee, those kind of things. And I wondered, I don't know this man, so this isn't, you know, some kind of veiled shot. So please don't take it that way. I took him at his word, but I wonder how many people got on their porch to hear the voice of God and then get so consumed about other things they forget to listen. He talked about seeing the squirrels and he was talked about a fox and uh, some other things, climbing a persimmon tree that his father had planted years ago. And he said, you know, we've never gotten two buckets of persimmons off that tree, but I discovered this morning we're feeding every animal uh, in the neighborhood. I'll say that. was well, it. He said the street they lived on, I just don't remember it. I thought, wow, that's pretty neat. But as he talked about that, and I kind of tuned him out for just a moment, so I'm not really sure what he said about it otherwise than that. But I thought about all the people I've heard. Hey, I go here, I go there to listen to God or to hear from God or whatever they would say. And then I wondered just this morning how many people, when they go out on the porch or get under the tree or take that drive or get out on that lake or whatever it is, sit in that deer stand. I've heard all these things. I, 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 I wonder how many of us are really listening for his voice. When I was in when I was at LSU, I took a psychology class. And it taught us about conditioning our mind, and and one of the things we 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 learned in that class was about study and where you. You study, you know, that it's good to study the same spot. You There's some things you do, you shut off distractions, you you focus on studying when are there, so you condition the mind. Well, I, I found that to be true, and he uh, talks about going to the same place and doing those kind of things. And I guess that's one reason I've gravitated to the place that I gravitate every morning, to this back room where I can kind of see out a little bit into our field and backyard, however you want to say it. But it's a place where I hear the voice of God. So number one, you have to listen for his voice. Number two, you have to invest yourself in what he's telling you. You say, "Wait, well, invest Yeah, listen, God doesn't just say, oh, good morning, great, good day. And boy, I made the sunshine and the grass grow today. No, no, no. God usually, when he speaks, has much more to say than cursory things. And we have to invest ourselves in those things. In other words, we have to listen up. We have to, okay, get involved. And, and maybe I should have said get involved in things, but sometimes it's not okay, we need to do this. Sometimes it's stop doing that. And sometimes it's uh, pray for them. You know, there are so many things that that God tells us or will tell us when he speaks. And we need to invest ourselves in those things. Listen, if the Church of Jesus Christ learns anything in this pandemic, it needs to learn to listen. I think about our church at Spring Creek. uh, We retired there almost a year ago. And I think about some of the things they've had happen this summer. But in the midst of like everybody else, tough days, tough times, difficult moments where, you know, you've had to have parking lot church, it couldn't go in the, everything else, they found a way to take uh 50 kids, 60, uh, 60 people to camps, youth camp, Uh they did it safely, had a great camp, had a great time, God spoke, they found a way last last week to have Bible school, so many people had to cancel Bible school, or do Bible school different, in South Macomb, where I am and the pastor, interim pastor, we looked at it, and realized the only thing that would work for us was doing one, you know, online and and so uh we we did one online every Monday, uh in the book of June in, in the week in the month of June, excuse me, and uh and then July. You can probably find those if you're interested. We had a dear lady, just so much of the church, kind of take the lead there and we went and Kathy and I went and, and, and videoed most of them, I think we filled in once, maybe twice, but I, th- I know once. Kathy Kathy actually stood at the table with a couple of times did crafts when we did couldn't get uh, can find some children, or sick, you know, people having to take cautions, or going on vacation, does that during the summer, but anyway, that's the way we had to do it, and it worked, you know, it was what we did, and we had a number of folks who who watched the videos, and uh, she, uh, the lady who led it for us, Renee is her name, and she did a great job, so thankful for her, she's one of the dear people I've met at uh, South Macomb Baptist Church, Alas last what is now, whew, seven full months, working on eight, and uh, boy, I just love to see her dedication, appreciate her so much, but uh, she told me one day we'd had over 225 views or over 200 views watching uh, the, the the VBS. And I've thought about a lot of things there that we could do and should do and may do, have to do, uh, to make that better uh, for next year if we have to do it. Yes, I'm thinking, what are we going to do next year? Uh, I don't think we're going to wake up November 4th, no matter what anybody says, and as far as it's going to be going, I'm just going to believe that. I think we may approach it differently depending on how the election goes. I do believe that. Uh, But I I think suddenly, November 4th, there won't be as much talk about closing things down. I may be wrong. uh, But I just, I think that's not going to benefit. And and so whatever way the election goes, I think things will change. But we have to invest ourselves in what God is telling us. Place ourselves in it. Get involved in it. Whatever. God typically, when he speaks, is telling us something we need to know. By the way, there are times where God just simply says, I love you. There are times where God says, okay, I'm proud of you. Whatever he says, he's like, well, it breaks down because he's certainly not a human father. He is like a lot of loving dads. As you see, there are times where dads just, you know, hug and love on their children and watch and and take, take part in what they're doing or whatever. Well, we need to listen for his voice and then we need to invest ourselves in what he's told us. You know, become, you know, put ourselves into it. We need to stay focused on what he says. One of the problems I had as a child was staying focused on things. And it drove my... my it drove my earthly father crazy. Uh, I say I had that problem as a, as a child. I actually had that problem <laughs> uh, till yes, till today. Oh, but my dad—I worked for my dad, and and look, I, I would know, and he'd have to tell me something. Oh, I should have paid more attention. I should have stayed focused. For whatever reason, it wasn't. It just—I don't know. I just had trouble staying focused. I. Uh, my mind would wonder my thoughts would wonder uh when i was a child we call it daydreamer now we give it initials you know uh you know they've got and we stick a pill, and i'm not saying you shouldn't I'm not say that that's not what we did when i grew up uh we would encourage stay focused pay attention whatever well let's back up a little bit and get back on topic get back on the path here if we want to hear from god we need to stay focused on what he says we need to listen I, I don't know if my earing my my hearing I don't know if my hearing has gotten worse because, you know, of, of things, but I find myself today asking people to repeat themselves, and 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 I'm doing that, and i I've, I've discovered this about it because for whatever reason I'm not hearing them clearly, and I've I've learned, and I really want to, I want to hear what they're saying, so let's stay focused. Let's let's get back, and we could go some may pass with that, but I don't want to do that. So let's stay focused on what God has said. Uh, next, let's take him at his word. God says something that, that that's what he means. So if God tells you to share something, God tells you to do that's what he means. Now, I'm not telling you, you sit on the back porch you drink your coffee and suddenly you hear God give you something that's going to change everything radically in your life. I'm not saying, oh, you just jump up and do that. No, you, you, you know, you want to make sure you've heard from God, make sure you understood all those things. But let's take him at his word. It becomes clear. God says what he means. It means what he says. Let's take him at his word. There's a behavior we're supposed to stop, a uh, uh, an action we're supposed to take, or whatever. And then let's let's do that. Let's express appreciation for His speaking and our hearing. When was the last time you just said, "God, thank you for speaking to me. I thank you for allowing me to hear You." I think one of the reasons we hear people go to church, and and at the same time when you ask them, have you heard from God? They say, no, I can't even remember hear from God. I got saved in an emotional moment. I felt something, and I knew I needed to do something, but uh, I didn't necessarily go around telling people I heard from God. Now, that's sad. I'm, I hate that, that people don't have that experience where they can say and testify, I've heard from the Lord. I, I'm i not judging and disqualifying their experience, but I can't imagine not being able to say uh, that I've heard from God, I've heard God's voice. Well, I think part of the problem is we don't expect it. And we don't express our appreciation for it. There are times we just simply need to say, hey, Lord, thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for showing me this or whatever you say. Whatever, however you do let's express appreciation for his speaking in our hearing. And then finally, let's not accept any of the counterfeit or worldly voices that so often uh, speak so loudly. Some years ago, and I do mean years ago. It's been a long time. They arrested a lady at Winn-Dixie, and I don't remember where it was at, so you know, there's no way to read the story. But she had stole, unless I guess maybe you could tap it, tap it in the headline, Lady Gives God Credit for Her Shoplifting. <laughs> but lady went into Winn-Dixie, and I remember the story, and probably because I worked at a Winn-Dixie in high school. lady goes into Winn-Dixie, and she steals stuff. I mean, steals stuff. I don't know what all it was, food. I forgot all the details. But I'll never forget when they talked about her being arrested. And she said, the Lord told me to go in here and get some food and take it to the hungry. Apparently, the Lord is very specific. Don't open your wallet and pay for it. <laughs> but go in and take it. And she was livid. She was very livid because they wouldn't let her do what she said God wanted her to do. Well, the truth is, God's not going to tell you things that are inconsistent with his word. And that was inconsistent. She'd heard a voice. I don't doubt that, but it wasn't God's voice. About that same time, maybe a little later, there was another story uh, about a lady who became a stripper. And she said, <laughs> I'm not to paraphrase what she said, because I'm sure the paper probably did. Uh, she said that she could basically said, let me put it this way. Let me back up and put it this way. Basically, she said that the Lord got, told her she could get men's attention by stripping. And that would be the best way she could share the gospel. Now, you know that's not true. You know that's not right. You know that's not correct. You know what kind of thoughts men would have when they're watching that. And in today's world, men and women. Back then, that's been so long, that would have been an issue. Women wanting to see women undressed, but we live in a different world. And so let's be an opportunity. You know yourself. That's not what God's going to say. That's a, that's, a, that's a false voice of the world. I'm not, I'm not saying she didn't hear a voice. I'm not saying that people didn't feel a direction, a lead. Listen, every time I've said, and and we're not going to talk about every time I sinned. first off, we don't have enough time. But every time I've sinned and gone back and confessed it, I realized that I heard the wrong voice and listened to the wrong thing. And I, I did what I did, not because God was telling me to do it, but because man was, or, or some emissary, whatever you want to say it. And I'd have to go back, or I've had to go back, confess my sin, and and start again. Say, so, Lord, speak to me, show me, let me see you. Let me feel your hand on my shoulder. Well, I just wanted to talk to you for a few minutes today about hearing the voice of God. So let's listen for his voice. Let's invest ourselves in what he's telling us. Let's stay focused on what he says. Let's take him at his word. Let's express our appreciation for his speaking and our ability to hear and let's not accept any of the counterfeit or worldly voices that so often speak so loudly today. Well, God bless you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, DS Preacher Man at gmail.com, all case Best way to contact us Send your prayer requests, or we'll put them on our, our prayer list at DK Ministry. Send us your suggestions or corrections or questions, and, and we'll do our best to address those, whether it's a, an email or, or text back, however you, you say it, or, 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 or trying to address what you mention or what you tell us in a podcast. We're so glad you listened. I uh, hope that you'll tell people about it. I hope that something said we, we here today help, will help you hear the voice of God in a more clear way. Well, listen, we're going to go get out of here. Uh, our time, you know, we're right at that 22-minute mark and we realize that's about if you're traveling to work or if that's where you listen or whatever, that's about the time that, you know, a lot of people have. And so we appreciate you so much listening. I hope that you'll tell others. And I do believe that if we started listening for the voice of God, we would hear him speak in powerful ways. we are praying for you. God bless. Pray that God sends us deliverance from this pandemic and from so many other things that seem to be burdening us today. Well, let us know. Let us hear from you. Remember, these podcasts are available in a number of places. I record them on Anchor, and I have some friends who listen on Spotify, and they'll tell me once in a while, hey, I heard today's podcast, and um, we appreciate that. God bless you. We love you. See you next time. Well, I'm glad you're here. Welcome. Listen, uh, for the second day in a row, I have recorded a podcast. It didn't have any sound. And I think I've discovered what the problem is. And it's me, you not know, something else. Never said it was anybody else. Never complained about anybody else. I just wasn't sure what happened. And uh, so uh, if you got the one yesterday, it had no sound. And you got the one earlier from the day to had no sound. This one will have sound. I redid yesterday's. I'm redoing today's. <sighs> well, maybe uh, maybe that's why we're talking about growth. That's our discussion today. If you have your copy of God's Word, I hope that you turn to Hebrews chapter 5. We're going to look at two verses, but I hope that you'll read that whole, whole passage of Scripture. Uh I have today been thinking about growth mostly because of what I was doing earlier today, I was bush hogging. As you know, uh, Kathy and I live on a place my grandfather had when I was a child where he grew cotton, grew garden, and uh and other stuff. while I wasn't a you know, real lot of property, he did a lot with it. But he never had a tractor. And so my experiences with tractors till my adult years is very limited. My dad had a tractor once we, our family got the old place and he had an old tractor. We used it. Wore it out. I wore it out, and boy, I, I made a lot of blunders with that thing. Well, a couple years ago, Kathy and I realized that um, if we didn't go ahead and get a tractor, we weren't going to be able to do it when we retire. You don't have that, you know, on money to do that when you retire. And so uh, we went ahead and bought a tractor, and uh, <laughs> I've had to take it to shop a couple of times, and and usually my fault, not always usually my fault, I did something I should have done, um, they have these things called shear pins, So, tractors attract you don't know, and I have broke more than my share <laughs> because, uh, well, just dumb mistakes, but anyway, today I was bush hogging, and, uh, everything gone good, the second time, and at that time, when I thought about it, I had not broke a shear pin, I broke two after that, but, um, <laughs> we won't talk about those things, uh, But I didn't mess up the tractor, so it's doing good. And I thought, um, and probably why I broke the cheerleader, (laughs) to give myself some credit, I thought, hey, you know, I've grown in my ability to to do what I need to do. Uh, I know I'm using the front end loader, you know, to help me more, and that kind of stuff. I just began to think about growth. And uh, it kind of stayed on my mind, and I obviously thought about spiritual growth, and I came in. Uh, to where I come to do the podcasts and things, and and always read a daily Bible reading. Uh, and today it was in Hebrews chapter five, and it was about growth. And I thought, wow, God's done it again. But the writer of the book of Hebrews, he, he he's making it clear that he believes that people are to grow. In fact, let me let me read to you. If you have your copy of the Bible read along with me, to make sure that I'm reading. it. Not <laughs> just saying, Hebrews chapter five verses thirteen to fourteen. If everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full of age, that is, those who, by reason of use, have senses, have their senses. Excuse me, have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And it's clear that the book, of, uh, the writer, book of Hebrews is, is, is focusing on our need to grow spiritually. And he believed we should grow. In fact. I'm going to make some observations based on what he said and why he did not say them this way exactly. I think if you go back and read, you'll you you know you'll agree. Okay, yeah, I'd see that. Well, he, he made it clear we're expected to grow, that we need to grow, that we should grow. No excuse for not growing. We could go on and on and on. But it all comes back to the same thing. We are expected to grow. Number one, we are, churches are, people are, individuals are expected to grow. I had a class in seminary, never forget, walked in the first day of class and the question was something like this what is the one universal truth about god's will for every church and you know god you know, oh man there were all kinds of guesses i would be honest with you i don't even remember if i said anything like wow what would that be uh sometimes i uh, believe it or not for those who know me uh, sometimes i do think before i talk and often in, in class i would do that in school uh and i just i thought wow one universal truth And he let us guess for a good little while. Like I said, I'll just say we, uh, because I was part of the class. I'm not sure I added to the discussion at that point, to be honest with you. And finally, he stopped us and said, it is God's will for his church to grow. Doesn't matter where they are, who they are, doesn't matter what the circumstances are, it is God's will for his church to grow. And I guess I've been thinking about that um, somewhat because of where I am at South Macomb. Uh, We're in an area of town there that, uh, isn't you know, uh, it's kind of stagnant and growing, and and if we don't have a determination, a commitment to growing, we probably won't grow, and so we've got to do that. We're keeping an eye on that, but also too, that class comes back to remind me from time to time. Hey, you know what? Keep with it. You can grow even you know, it's so thing teaching dog do tricks. Uh, you know, we got to grow. God's will, we grow. We expect you to grow. So that's first. Secondly, spiritual growth a process. Or perhaps it might be thought of as a journey. I've seen both, heard both, and probably have used both from time to time. But it's something that doesn't just happen. We must take part. One of the saddest things to me is see someone who's been a believer 30 years, who knows very little about the spiritual truths of God. And then you'll see somebody three, four, five months, six months, whatever, who just seems to be far past them because they have grown. There's a lot of reasons that some people grow quickly. Their situation, their their experiences, where they come from, uh, all kinds of things. And there are reasons why, there's reasons why people don't grow. They don't want to. They don't seek to. They don't pray to. Uh, they play games. Uh, you know, they they think they know enough or they think they know it all. Uh, you know, just being honest. Most of the times when people don't grow, it, uh, those are the very people who want to lead the church or run the church or make the decisions for the church, and they're not growing Christians. You say, well, you know, but they've been around it a lot of times. They've been important. Look, you can be around it and not be part of it. i just, I just be honest with you. What you want in your church are people who are not only part of the church or belong to the church, whatever that means for your denomination, but who are committed to help the church grow and, and who take part of the church. You know, uh, if you if you attend the church once a week and you don't come on Sunday night and you don't come on Wednesday night and you don't come to Sunday school, you really have no business leading the church. You don't. You just don't. Uh, great for you to be a member. Uh, send your tithes and offerings to them. But don't try to be a, don't, don't, don't claim to be a leader. You're not a leader. You're not. You know, if, if the church has three major services a, a week and you only attend one, you're only there one-third of the time. You can't keep a job at one-third of the time. You can't lead any, any group when you're there one-third of the time. And the truth is, since churches have, most churches have Sunday morning, Sunday night. Or a lot of churches have Sunday morning, Sunday night. Many, A lot don't have Sunday night now. But anyway, you're talking about Sunday morning. Then usually there's a Sunday school in church, and if it's not a pandemic, a lot of people have trouble getting back to Sunday school. How about your church? Y'all Sunday school yet? Yeah. But anyway, the point is people who are growing should be the people who are leading in the church. Okay. Spiritual growth is a process, perhaps it might be called journey, but it is something that doesn't just happen. We must take part. We can regress, or we will regress when we do not grow. How's that work? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know exactly. I can't. I've seen it. And I see it. I, I've seen people who you thought, okay, they should be growing, they aren't, but they're not growing. How does that work? Not sure. I, I don't understand. But they just, they just kind of stop growing, stop doing what God wants them to do, and you know that's all there is to it. So we make sure we need to make sure that we're not in that group. We need to make sure that we are growing, that we are doing what God wants us to do, that uh, we're we're there. But if we're not, if we're going to regress and we're not going to grow. All right. It is God's will that we grow and he will lead us in growing but not force us to grow. And this is one of the things a lot of people really misunderstand. They think that, you know, okay, well, God's going to take care of it. God's going to take care of a lot of things but he is not going to grow you if you don't want to grow. He's not going to do that. No what's going to happen. Uh, we've got to grow. We've got to seek to grow. We've got to, got to move forward into faith. Just got to do that. All right. There are other things we could say that the writer says here, but since the chapter six continues this discussion, we will stop here and just make a few observations. I hope we get to talk about uh, chapter six. I hope God leads us to do that. And if he does, then we will will continue this discussion and uh, get to say some more things. So I just wanna make some observations. Number one, growth is possible, but it's not guaranteed. It is possible. Uh, You can be a church, you can be in a church that just doesn't seem to have anybody around, but it's possible to grow. Several years ago at Go Tell Camp, which is a youth camp, we, we took our young people to us at Spring Creek, great camp, we engage ministries, contact if you're looking for a great camp experience. But they brought in a guy whose name I, I, I've forgotten, and uh, I already tell you who it is, but, uh, and I can't believe I've forgotten that because I looked him up one time and did all the research, it's pretty amazing, the things that they were doing. Well, anyway, um, they were in a small community now, they were close to, fairly close to a larger area, but their their community hadn't grown, their church hadn't grown, hadn't been doing anything, uh, didn't have any hope of doing anything until they developed a vision to grow. They wanted to grow, and buddy, they've grown. Well, I, I could, I, there are other places where you see the same thing. One of the things I hope the people of South Macomb understand, our church can grow, our church. Our church can do amazing things because we have an amazing God, but we've got to want it. We've got to pray for it. We've got to seek it. Growth is possible, but not guaranteed. Number two, realizing the need to grow is not enough. We must seek to grow. You can realize the need, but if you don't seek it, you're not going to find it. You're not going to have it. Number three, all those who grow spiritually find themselves uh, able to help others grow spiritually. Um, there he is, and I'll give you this caveat. There, there is the occasional, well, I went to go talk to Brother So-and-so. I thought he'd been a Christian a long time. He didn't know, so I decided that, you know, this is something we should know, and, and I dug in, and I did this, and, you know, and there are times where that happens. But I don't think you want to take credit for someone growing because you didn't know and you hadn't grown. I, I don't, <laughs> maybe you do. Hey, you know, I'm not very good at it, but, boy, because I'm not very good, somebody decided to get better at it. I, I don't think that's a testimony you want to share To help people spiritually you got to be growing spiritually And The problem is Too many people aren't growing They're not Too many people are the same people They've, they, they've been all their life they, they haven't changed spiritually And if we want to grow We have to grow you have, Excuse me just a moment I had to whip the whistle as they say um, Waiting through the word Next thing, waiting in the Word is necessary in growth. But experiences also play a part, as do other things. And those things differ, depending on the season of life we were in. There's no way, I, I, you're just not gonna grow without time in the Word, just not. Now, I'm not saying you have to read 20, 10 chapters a day, or you know, 100 chapters a week, That's not, I'm not even gonna give you a, a reading program here. But I'm going to tell you, you have to read it, you have to read it regularly and you have to kind of wade into it and make sure that it's, you know, you're taking it in. You know, uh, some years ago I heard an example about, if I can get it right, about a swimmer. And the example, the illustration was, you need to become like a swimmer in your your search to understand the word. A swimmer is in the water (laughs) and because of things that happen, the water gets in him. Well, obviously there's a lot more water around the swimmer than gets in the swimmer but it does get in there will be a lot more of god's word around you that gets in you and that's that's understandable and that's okay but make sure it's getting into you wade into god's word just do it just do it make sure that it's done time is needed but sometimes the time is measured on a stopwatch i mean boy i've seen i've seen some people grow you know they. They uh, get a heart for something or a passion for something and no one else wants to pick it up, no one else wants to help or whatever. Boy, they they pick up the mantle and they go with it and they grow and it gets to the that the thing is done and gosh they're they're you know well, they're what second Corinthians five thirteen talks about. They're that new creation, all things have passed away and all things have become new. <sighs> the righteousness of God. All oh, go back and read that second Corinthians chapter five, verse thirteen. Begin at verse thirteen. But sometimes, even those who want to grow, even those who are seeking to grow, find that it's not a fast thing. It's not measured by a stopwatch. Sometimes it's measured by a calendar. You begin to look at what happens. I, I, think, about, I think about kids in seminary, and I'll use the word because I'm of the age now, that <laughs> most of the guys in seminary are much younger than me. But I think about the, the, the ones in seminary. Uh, especially the younger ones the seminary who've gone right out of college or whatever, uh, a lot of them sometimes think they know more than they know. It's the same with all of us. I did. We usually do. But later in life, they begin to understand, eh, maybe I didn't know everything, but I'm learning, I'm growing. That happens. You know, uh, it happens in the, in the uh, physical realm. I've heard many people say, you know, I've learned that my mother and dad weren't so stupid after all. (laughs) That's part of growth. Uh, uh, One of the things I've learned is that that my mom and dad weren't kidding me when they said, when they punished me, this hurts me more than you. you." Well, having kids, not have children any longer, but my experiences with my children was that they were right. Every time I had to punish them, it was worse for me than them. And so, growth comes but sometimes it doesn't come fast. But that kind that comes with a calendar. It lasts. That might be the growth you have when you go through the death of a loved one. Or you go through a, uh, some change. Kathy and I have been retired almost a year. We've moved almost a year ago. Whew, man. We talk about it from time to time. We, We, we retired before we really thought we would, and decided it was time to do it. And so with the first few months in a whirlwind, getting moved and uh, moving to a lot smaller house than we lived in, we were having to, you know, give, give the kids everything they could take, and, and still had stuff we were trying to give away, and, and some, quite frankly, had to be called, <laughs> thrown away. But anyway, and I look, I look back, and, and, and I see things that didn't come right away, but that that, that year has taught me. And um, if anybody comes to me about retirement advice now, I feel like I can give it because I've seen you know some things that you that you see and you understand you go through that growth took over a long time sometimes it's fast, sometimes it's not so fast but the the point is to grow and to keep growing and to make sure that you're walking with God or that you're that you're you know that you're listening to God so time is needed, but sometimes. That time is measured on a stopwatch instead of a calendar. Sometimes that that time is, is seen really quick. And so we want to make sure that we're growing. Whether we're in that season where it happens fast or we're in that time where it happens slow. Honoring God. Honoring God and helping others are direct results of growth. And when we are doing those things, then it will be very hard to grow. Say, explain that to me. I can't. i just tell you that if you're not trying to help others and trying to honor God, typically what I, my experience, is you're not going to grow. I don't know if it has to do with the lack of prayer, lack of study, lack of faith, lack of belief. I mean, you know, it'd be easy. And I'm sure better preachers and smarter preachers and other guys that tell you, this is the reason. I I just don't know. Because I've seen so many different things, and I don't think it's always the same thing. But I think it always comes down to this thing, honoring God and helping people. Now, helping people has, you know, honoring God's pretty clear. Helping people, you know, that that diverse, I mean, that can that can be a lot of different things. But the bottom line is, if you're not doing either one of those things, or if you're trying to do one thing without doing another, you're probably not going to grow. You say, well, you don't help people every day. No, but you you don't because opportunities don't come every day. But you do your best when an opportunity comes or a situation presents itself. Or you come to one of those divine appointments where God places you where you need to be at the moment you need to be there for that individual and you take advantage of it. That's how you help others. Helping others isn't necessarily fixing them a sandwich. Sometimes it's just helping them cry or helping them get through the moment, listening to what they have to say, honoring God's being available, available for what God would have you do, wants you to do, and for what individuals sometimes you need you to do that you really ought to do so I hope today that you're growing next time I get on the tractor <laughs> that's where I started remember next time I get on the tractor in bush hog uh, I did learn something today there's a stump in fact there's two stumps I didn't know where they were there. and I'll know where they are and I bet you I dodge them next time I've grown in that hope the next time that I do a podcast the next time I, I ask you to Allow me to speak to you in this format. I pray that I would have grown. I appreciate you listening so much. I hope this has been meaningful to you. Let us hear from you. At dspreacherman at gmail.com dspreacherman at gmail.com. Uh, That You send us an email. Just hey, Brother Danny, I did like it. I didn't like it. I didn't get it today. I got it yesterday. Whatever. Let us hear from you. We'd love to hear from you. Got a prayer request. Send it to us. You can do that through the email dspreacherman at gmail.com all lowercase or you can uh, contact the ministry DK Ministries Proclaiming the Word is the name of the podcast and we're, we're glad to do that. We're excited about being here. I want to say thank you. We've had some people this week who have who are new listeners. Thank you for that and thank you for those who, uh, uh, who continue uh, when you can You know, show people either how to get on the podcast or just speak it up. and uh, Don't use name. don't want embarrass anybody anything but uh, we've got a couple of folks that are trying to help us out, and we appreciate that so much. Thank you. All right. Well, I hope you've had a good week. I hope to talk to you again soon. But in the meantime, remember we're praying for you. And by the way, seek to grow. Listen to what the writer of book of Hebrews said one more time. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are full age that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil god bless you have a great rest of the day or a great day if you were doing this in the morning remember we want to honor god and help people see you later